Welcome to The Daily Dose, where we are currently walking through an overview of the entire Bible. Join us today as we learn the story of Scripture and see God's redemptive plan through Christ from cover to cover. Let's listen to Matt Reister, director of Christian Crusaders and the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Today we're in Isaiah 7 again. We're going to hone in on chapter 7, verse 14. This is a very important verse. We alluded to it in yesterday's Daily Dose, but we need to spend some more time on it today to understand how do we interpret prophetic writing? How do we interpret Isaiah and some of the Old Testament prophets with regard to the big question, did their prophecies have an immediate fulfillment in that time, or were some of the prophecies only fulfilled far in the future and were never intended to be fulfilled in that time. And that's a question that has plagued a lot of theologians, a lot of scholars, and frankly is plaguing me right now. But this is very interesting. So hang with me. We were in verses 10 through 17 yesterday. You remember that Ahaz is the king of Judah. He is under the judgment of God because he has trusted other men. He created a partnership with Assyria. Instead of trusting the Lord, he has led the people of Judah, God's chosen people, Israel, the line, the people who are the line of David. He has led them to sin, to be unfaithful to the covenant that God established with them. And God is going to punish them. They are going to feel the wrath of the Assyrians who are going to turn on them. But through that, a remnant will be preserved and God's redemptive plan will go forward without a hitch, just like it was part of his plan all along. Eventually, Jesus Christ will come to the earth and open the family of God and his covenant relationship between man and his creator to anybody who would put their faith and trust in Jesus Christ, thereby receiving his righteousness and the penalty of death that he died Mark paid for them, and that is the very good news that lines all of this kind of bad news and harsh judgment. So you remember yesterday in, in the text, God asks, or he offers Ahaz the chance to ask for a sign, ask for anything you want. And Ahaz says, no, I'm not going to ask a sign, put the Lord to the test, which sounds like the right answer, but it's not the right answer. It's kind of an offense to God, and it's front to God. And God basically says, well, you're not going to ask for a sign, but I'm going to give you a sign anyway. And here's what it says in verse 14, behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. And as we know, Emmanuel means God with us. We also know, and I mentioned this yesterday, that this prophecy, this specific verse is recited by Matthew in the New Testament. And he is saying that this prophecy from Isaiah 700 plus years before was fulfilled in the birth of Jesus Christ. So if you're a Christian interpreter, you need to think about these words in two senses. First of all, as they were first addressed to Ahaz, and then second of all, as these same words were used later by Matthew with regard to the birth of Jesus. So this raises a, an interesting theological debate about this passage and about just how to re, how to interpret different pr prophetic texts in the Old Testament. And there are some people, faithful Christian interpreters on both sides of this, and honestly, I don't know where I'm at on this, but it's interesting and it's certainly been in my mind recently as I've studied this. There's one group of people who believe in what they might call a single fulfillment of this prophecy. In other words, this prophecy was always meant to be fulfilled far into the distant future in the person of Jesus Christ, his birth, his coming to the earth to save us, as Matthew alluded to it in the book of Matthew, which is written long after, hundreds of years after this prophecy was made 
to Isaiah in a or Ahaz in Isaiah. And that would be a single fulfillment. These people point to the word virgin and they think that it's strictly the, the Greek word for virgin, it strictly uh, connotates a young woman who's never been in a sexual relationship and is truly a virgin in the way that we would understand a virgin. They also point to the fact that in verse 14, the word that is used for son, this, this virgin shall conceive a son, is different from the words in verses 16 and 15, which refer to a boy. And so they're saying that obviously this different usage of the word is talking about just not a generic child who happens to be male, but this is referring to a son so as to conjure the son of God. And these folks who have the single fulfillment view of this prophecy would say that it was never intended to be fulfilled in any way, shape, or form during Isaiah's time, during Ahaz's time. It was always only projecting hundreds of years forward to the birth of Jesus. There's another group of folks who believe in a double fulfillment interpretation of this text. And they would say that there was an immediate fulfillment or an immediate application, at least in part of this prophecy, and also a distant and complete fulfillment of this prophecy, of course, again, in the person of Jesus Christ. So this immediate fulfillment could refer to if you go to chapter 8, verse 3 and 4, talks. I'm just going to read this. This is Isaiah saying, And I went to the prophetess, and she conceived and bore a son. Then the Lord said to me, Call his name Maher Shalal Hashbaz. For, the boy knows, for before the boy knows how to cry, my father and my mother, the wealth of Damascus and the spoil of Samaria will be carried away before the king of Assyria. That sounds like what was said in verses 15 and 16 of chapter 7, which we talked about yesterday, which before this boy can judge between good and evil, the two kings, Ahaz, who you fear, the king of northern kingdom of Israel and the king of Syria. Again, we talked about this yesterday. Go listen to that podcast if you're not caught up with what I'm talking about. Instead of fearing those guys, know that before this boy who's going to be born is old enough to discern good from evil, they will be wiped off the face of the earth. And so this is a judgment against Ahaz for his faithlessness toward God. It's a judgment toward the people of Judah for their straying from the covenant. And it is also a prophecy. So it's a prophecy that takes place and is fulfilled in part immediately in this time, and it's a prophecy that is fulfilled hundreds of years later in the person of Christ. Okay, so that's like level five seminary stuff. I didn't even hear this stuff in seminary, okay? And so I hope you're following with me. It's very interesting. What should we take? What's the upshot of all this? Here's the upshot. And we've said this before throughout this book so far. God takes sin seriously, He punishes it fiercely, and He is just and fair in doing so. But He doesn't stop there. He promises to deliver us, those of us who would trust his, his path of grace in the person of Jesus Christ, and he does that by sending this son who is promised hundreds of years later to come and live that perfect life, die the death, and offer us a relationship with him, cleansing for, from our sin through him so we can stand holy and righteous before God in this life and then spend eternity with him in the next life. And that is awesome. 
The Daily Dose is a partnership between four ministries. First is Christian Crusaders, where you can find weekly 30-minute worship services at christiancrusaders.org, and where you can hear engaging interviews and other content on one of our three podcasts. Second is Fresh Wind Worship, whose weekly worship services are available on their YouTube channel, Fresh Wind Ministries, and linked to their Facebook page, Fresh Wind Worship. Third is the Cedar Falls Bible Conference, whose conference videos are available at cedarfallsbibleconference.com. And please consider joining us for our 100th annual conference on Saturday, July 31st through Saturday, August 7th in 2021. If you or someone you know could benefit from an anonymous online Christian mentor, please visit issuesiface.com, which is provided by Power to Change Digital Strategies, our fourth partnering ministry. Please subscribe to this podcast, leave a five-star review, and prayerfully consider financially supporting one of our partnering ministries. And check our episode notes for links and more details. Thank you for listening, and may God richly bless you.